As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and I am one of the hosts, and with me, he's too extreme for Marvel and DC Comics. He's... It's Yahel. How are you doing, Steve? Uh, glad to hear just your one singular voice. I can't believe the ego on you that <laughs> I you, just, you doubled your voice. I uh, just thought, uh, you know, uh, two of me would be uh, just twice as good, you know. And <laughs> speaking of egos, how about that Todd McFarlane? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So we're covering uh, HBO's uh, original uh, Spawn's. An- it's not called Spawn the Animated Series. It's like called like Todd McFarlane present spawn or just something a like Todd that? McFarlane's spawn but of course I think everyone referred to it as a uh, spawn the animated series or just spawn because this actually did come out before the uh the movie did as we will see and yeah. uh yeah like it's <laughs> you know I remember it being uh pretty good uh but I wasn't expecting to have uh, a Garth Marenghi-esque introduction. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what the introduction reminded me of. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Just as bad, uh, too. Almost. Yeah. Just as <laughs> and I love Todd McFarlane, but uh, boy, he's he's very Todd McFarlane-ish in this <laughs> intro. Oh, yes, he is. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that uh, during uh, the walkthrough but um, he, he has the the camera presence of a of a thimble uh. <laughs> all right I, I'll just go ahead and say I put it he he delivered his monologue with all of the uh, grace and charisma of a post 911 George W Bush on value oh my goodness <laughs> uh, by the way stride did return thank you for returning to the chat he said Steve you are slurping into infinite but now you're just regular old Steve I think he's referring to uh, the way you sounded oh your good, voice good. well hey, as long as everything's sounding good now thank you for the quality control your check is in the mail yeah if it wasn't for stride we would have noticed for a while uh, he said that Todd McFarlane is from Calgary which is three hours from him he's um, Canadian oh I never knew that wow mind blown uh, are you? Is your mind blown that Todd McFarlane is Canadian or that Stry is Canadian? No, that uh, or just that anyone's Canadian. That Todd just... McFarlane is Canadian. <laughs> I know, I know. I never knew that. Hmm. But, but yeah, Steve. Um, I, I I know uh, before you know we had our little technical issues. You had asked me about my history with Spawn. Yeah, yeah, Spawn um, the, the character show. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I collected Image Comics, like all of them that came out, uh, as I mentioned, uh, in the Youngblood episode that has yet to air. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there weren't, uh, there were always delayed, like these Image comic books. Oh, it was yeah. pretty easy mm-hmm. to stay on top of them, you know. Sure. Um, Spawn, though, I remember being like the one that came out pretty much monthly. Yep, that's, um, that's what it said in, uh, <laughs> I guess, Wikipedia, or I don't know. I checked a couple of uh, sites uh, to find out what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah, um, I, um, I did not read Spawn out of all the uh, image comics that really? I read. Yeah, I did not read Spawn. It could be 
possible that I just wasn't able. There were a lot of them that I wasn't able to get my hands on just because they sold out so quickly. Um, I mean, I was obviously I got a Wildcats, Shadowhawk number one. I remember Stormwatch, but uh, I never was able to get a Youngblood number one or a Spawn number one. And I got to be honest, I was never really that interested in Spawn. Um, like mm. I, wow. you know, I, Spawn. All right. So were, were, you, were you always the unpopular kid at school? Or, <laughs> oh, please. I, I <laughs> How dare you here. not be into Spawn? How so, dare you? So obviously you, I mean, aside from getting caught up in the image hype, which obviously both you and I were, I mean, you would just, as long as it had that eye on it, you would buy it. Like, <laughs> uh, just about, I, I, man, I think like the only books that i was like no nah, this isn't for me i i the max i just didn't like i've never been a fan of sam keith's mm -hmm, style mm -hmm. uh and maybe wetworks when it eventually came out i was like nah i'm gonna pass on this and like, wetworks i think was like delayed like oh years i, know, like I two remember years or i something. had that <laughs> trading card that came with a, a wizard or something that had the little yeah, uh, prism yeah. on it and i was like man this looks so freaking cool and then yeah it came out i remember i did get a number one of wetworks and even though it looked cool yeah it didn't really grab me it was just like eh it's another team book and eh, what are you gonna do yeah yeah. Um, but, but yeah, Spawn the Animated Series itself, I, I didn't have HBO, so I didn't watch it when it was airing. Um, I don't think I did, at least. Um, that was, but I do remember, like, you know, over the years, I've seen clips and stuff from it, but I don't think I've ever watched a full episode until uh, yesterday. Uh, oh, what wow. about you? Oh, I, uh, I caught a couple of episodes, like, here and there on HBO back when, you know, they would give the uh, free previews. And, you know, I mm -hmm. thought it was awesome, but of course I had no idea what was going on since it was serialized. I did, like, back when I had, like, a Netflix account when it was just DVDs, I remember I caught, I watched, like, the whole first two two seasons. Maybe the third one wasn't available yet, because when I was doing my research on this, I was like, oh, there's three seasons? I don't remember a third one. But, uh, but yeah, like, the thing with Spawn is that you can be, like, a casual fan and not read the comics. I, I'm also a fan, of course, of what, like, Todd McFarlane has done. But I just, I mean, I'll explain why I don't, like, kind of was never able to get into Spawn. Like, it sounds like he kissed your sister or something the no, way you're... Uh... <laughs> no, I don't have a problem with Todd McFarlane. It's like, just Spawn is, like... Well, he's just... Steve, I'm going to kiss your sister, Steve. <laughs> Have you ever asked yourself the question, what would happen if Todd McFarlane kissed your sister? Well, I hope you do before it's too late. <laughs> Anyways, oh, for those that haven't seen Spawn, that's basically Todd McFarlane during the intro of yeah. Spawn. Yeah, yeah. And uh, me and my friend in, um, in high school who also read comics and I guess happened to catch a few episodes of uh, the Spawn animated series, we would make fun of Todd McFarlane and his intros. Because they're terrible. Uh, they're uh, they're super lame. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. here, let me uh, let me pose this question to you. You know, <laughs> let's say um, let's say uh, someone wants to buy uh, the wrestling with gaming, like the show, your your documentaries or whatever. But uh -huh. uh, they want to replace you with I don't. They 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 say you're Todd getting McFarlane. They say you're getting too old or whatever. And they want to uh -huh. replace you with, I don't know, hot gamer chick or whatever. Would you make it so you have to, like, introduce every episode? <laughs> Would you feel a need to insert yourself? Just so everyone knows that wrestling with gaming is your creation. Would you have to put your name before, like, every single title? Would you have to do that? 
you know, I'm sure there's a there's a certain money amount that will make me not want to do that. Mm, yes. But uh, <laughs> uh, Stry asked in the chat, are you saying your hell isn't hot, Steve? This is a, this is a hypothetical. Steve oh, it's still a lusts for oh, me. Don't worry. We don't age here on Obscurity now. I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> We're, we're still uh we're still stuck in the 90s um it's... yeah it, it, it's very weird that like they did this intro that because so I, I guess we should explain mm -hmm. so before spawn the show starts there's a live action uh intro mm -hmm. and it's basically todd mcfarlane by himself in a room like in a warehouse or something i don't know well, what where he's at in the first episode it's it's basically like a spooky dark place-esque dungeon or whatever yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. That's, it's that's like a are we supposed to, to believe it. and he's in there he's actually like drawing a spawn comic right. are we supposed to believe that this is how todd mcfarlane like works on spawn on a daily basis yep. just shrouded yep. in like shadows and like purple lighting uh he's yeah. in a, he's in a vaporwave hellscape uh <laughs> creating spawn <laughs> Yeah, and man, it's gosh, I just you gotta wonder. It's like, did uh, Matthew Holness like watch an episode of Spawn and uh, you know craft Garth Marenghi off of uh, Todd McFarlane? Because man, it's I mean I know they're both doing like Rod Serling from Twilight Zone more or less, but man, it is like right. it's spot on. And of course, like Dark Place is a parody, but old Todd McFarlane is just super serious. There's no room for comedy yeah. in the Spawn universe. Yeah, he like, and the intro is basically just him saying like, kind of saying, hey, uh, what would happen if you were on the brink of death and the devil offered you a deal, mm -hmm. which was like, you can, I'll save your life, but you have to be my hell spawn right. and do my bidding. But rather than just say that, he's like, let me pose a question to you. <laughs> have you ever thought about what you would do if you had just seconds to think about it? But wait, you don't have seconds to think about it. So I hope you're thinking about this now. It's like, Jesus, just what's the fucking question, Todd? Yeah. Just get to it. Oh, man, I could only imagine like, uh, see, it's once we get into the, uh, the, you know, the IMDb portion, I noticed that no one is really credited as a director um, for this episode. So it leads me to believe it's like, did Todd McFarlane direct himself? Well, I I believe no, no. There's a director. Um, oh wait a minute, I'm on. I was looking at season three, but I I do remember that uh, there's a director in uh, the um, you know the show itself. Like, no, I mean like I on the IMDb, it does not have a director listed. I mean they have. Um, oh no, no. I mean, I mean I mean during the show's credits, they did uh, have one. Oh yeah. Oh man, I don't remember who it was. I guess but, I uh, should have watched that. But uh, I'm is it Alan B. McElroy because he's like the developer and also the writer. We'll just say that it's him. But uh, anyway, sure. should we dive a bit deeper into Spawn the animated series? You have five seconds to think about it, or you can sell your soul to the devil or something. But also, you have no time to think about it. I'm Todd McFarlane, <laughs> and I sound like I'm being. Choked by a very weak person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Todd McFarlane, your humble fabulist. Uh, all right, let's do this thing. Welcome to your feature presentation. Todd McFarlane Spawn. If you don't say Todd McFarlane Spawn, Todd McFarlane appears in your bathroom mirror and gives you a really boring monologue. Um, uh, actually, let's start with the comic book. Uh, I mean, I just just to touch on it briefly. Of course, Spawn was created by uh, who? Uh, Todd McFarlane, of course. Oh, was he? 
<laughs> first appeared in Spawn number one, uh, May of 1992. Um, and uh, I, I have some more questions about your uh, relation to Spawn. Uh, did you ever get into collecting any of the action figures? I did not. By the way, uh, and I guess this makes sense, but Stry had mentioned in the chat that Todd McFarlane is now 61 years old, mm -hmm. which for some reason makes me feel very old. Yeah, and, yeah. It's right? weird. But you, you know what? Like, he looks great, like, mm -hmm. uh, for 61. I mean, he looks like he hasn't aged since he's doing these boring <laughs> intros. <laughs> but, uh, he didn't have to watch that, his own intro. Yeah, so yeah a boring uh, intro a day keeps a doctor away is what uh, Todd McFarlane says. Might be that great Canadian healthcare. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. You had asked me about um, the action figures. Oh, the action figures. Yeah, I, I never got into it. Uh, what, what, obviously, like Todd McFarland, like is kind of. I feel like almost better known these days for his action figures. Well, he basically uh, you know revolutionized like the action right. figure um, industry. Basically, yeah, making... he'll tell you all about it. <laughs> he sure will. <laughs> like, I mean, much like I guess you could say would spawn the animated series, which was um, animation for adults. Which, of course, here in America, we don't really do much of that anymore, or even at the time. Uh, he started making, you know, action figures for the older collector. And, uh, I mean, he's still going strong today. I, I just, I wonder which one he made more money from, like the action figures or the comics, but I'm sure he'll tell you. Uh, you at this him. point, I bet the action figures, because like, I mean, they do action figures for all kinds of properties, oh, not just yes, they do. Tom McFarlane's own, own creations. And, uh, they're very expensive. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, they're worth the money, man. Like they, they look fantastic. I've never... Have you ever seen a bad Todd McFarlane action figure? No. I mean, I've seen um, action figures for stuff that I had no idea what it was. But uh, other than that, if yeah. I'm like, whatever. But they always look great. They I'm, always look cool. I'm like, whatever that is, it looks awesome. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I, had a, uh, I had a few action figures uh, starting. I mean, I was, God, I was into Kiss for like one month. And I got myself a Gene Simmons. Ooh, like the music? More of the look, I'd say. More from the Todd McFarlane stuff. Just okay. Because they look, yeah, because the music maybe, maybe, maybe sucks. You just thought, maybe you just thought you were going to get a little smooches or something. Uh, from who? <laughs> from, from, from like Gene from Simmons, Gene Simmons action figure? I don't, I don't know. Maybe you like Kiss and you're like, ooh, I'd like a Kiss. Oh, God. I mean, as, as a bass player in high school, I mean, there's only like so many you know, bass players to idolize, you know, <laughs> who are also lead singers. I know, I'm just making excuses. Anyway, I had a few of those, and I, ha I remember I had, a, I had a manga dead spawn, um, which was pretty cool looking. I don't think that was ever anything in the comics. I don't know. And a few side characters. I don't know. I'm really nothing that uh, is uh, too important. Uh, but yeah, those, those figures just keep looking cooler and cooler. But anyway, on with the animated series. So we are watching the uh, pilot episode, which is uh, titled Burning Visions. And uh, Spawn ran for three seasons, as I believe uh, Yehel uh, mentioned, ran from 1997 to 1999. And uh, the pilot episode premiered May 16th, 1997. Uh, so obviously you didn't catch the uh, the premiere on HBO, because I know I didn't. Uh, no, no, I did not. Did not have HBO. Like you said, uh, you know, you, watched, you caught it a couple of times during the free previews. Mm -hmm. I might have watched a bit of one or something like that. But um, yeah, this is the first time I watched like a full episode for sure. Gotcha. And uh, before we dig too much deeper, I have a question for you. What superheroes 
would you say or would you think maybe Todd McFarlane combined in order to make a spawn? Because I have I have a few ideas. Um I mean, I, I know he obviously doesn't have like spider powers, but his his look always felt very Spider-Man esque to Vinamy, me. Venomy, sure. Yeah, yeah. Now that may be because Todd McFarlane uh, came from doing like a long run of Spider-Man. I think Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, he created um, Venom, so yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So like, um, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, um, I really didn't see it. So I'm curious to hear what you what you think is the amalgamation All of right. uh, it's characters. It's a three part amalgamation, if you will. Uh, one part Ghost Rider, one part Batman, and one part Punisher. Okay, so funny enough, in the chat, uh, Stry said Spider-Man, Punisher, and Doctor Strange. Oh, because of the cape. Yeah, I can see that. That's a, that's yeah. a good trio there. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to say Doctor Strange, too, since I know you. Uh, that's one of your favorite characters, and he's got that big-ass cape. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think maybe I'm thinking about just sort of, I don't know, the origin and kind of like the core beliefs of Spawn, if he even has any. Uh, I just uh, don't see Doctor Strange doing any of that because, uh, like, Spawn is not exactly a magician or a scientist-y type. He's like, right. uh, you know, Punisher with a Batman, you know, I guess a Batman slash Doctor Strange cape and um, and Ghost Rider who all, who made a deal with the devil. But uh, eh, anyway, it's, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. But I will say, like, I don't feel like he's overtly like. Like when we looked at Youngblood, there were mm -hmm. some characters that we were like, oh, this feels like this version of, you know, this character from Marvel or whatever. Um, and so I, I at least like don't it, it doesn't feel like it's ripped off of anything. And really in the by the time you get to the 90s and really even the 80s, like it's it's hard to create like an original superhero uh, character that isn't going to have powers or something that feels at least derivative uh, somebody else's work. Yeah, nor was I implying that he was derivative. I mean, after all, Batman is just a combination of Dracula and Sherlock Holmes. So, I mean, yeah, just, we're just playing a game here. No insults to Spawn. I know you love him so much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Todd's listening. It's fine. He's busy. He's, he's in his purple hellscape drawing right now. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> he's probably yelling at the, like, uh, Indonesian kids who are making the action figures somewhere. But, uh... <laughs> All right, so uh, for the ep the pilot episode, um, I have the synopsis right here. And basically, it's pretty a pretty lamely written synopsis, but here it is. Pilot episode of this adults-only animated series about a CIA hitman whose death causes him to seal a deal with the devil, but the devil transforms him into Hellspawn, a dark warrior who battles the forces of evil on the Earth and in himself. Uh, and, uh, yep, for whatever reason, I couldn't find the director on IMDb. Maybe I'll come back to that later, but it's for the, the writer who <laughs> probably did as little as Todd would allow him to do. It's, uh, Alan B. McElroy, uh, who also developed this for television. And he is best known for writing <laughs> pretty much a bunch of crap, but famous crap. Uh, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Spawn the movie, um, 21 Jump Street, the TV show, and I couldn't leave out Star Trek Discovery, and of course, uh, the Marine. The, the worst Star Trek show <laughs> of the entire franchise. That was for you, buddy. The Marine, Thanks. wrong turn. And here's another one for you, Yehel. Left Behind. <laughs>
Oh wow! Oh, this wow. guy's all over the place. Yeah, he'll he'll do. He's obviously like a like a paid mercenary. He'll he'll write whatever. He went from writing a comic book about a, a demonic superhero to writing uh, about Kirk Cameron's Christian fantasies <laughs> of everybody on Earth being murdered by Jesus. <laughs> right, right. And of course, we have uh, Todd McFarlane. And basically, if you click on his IMDb, it just anytime like his characters get used in a video game or anything, I guess he gets a credit. Uh, something that I thought was interesting that was, uh, I guess there's a Sam and Twitch uh, TV series in development, and you saw Sam and Twitch in this pilot. They are the you know the two cops who are like investigating. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know who they are. You've obviously read more Spawn than I have, and yeah. uh, he also gets credit on uh, Ultimate Spider-Man because I guess Venom shows up in there. The aforementioned uh, Kiss Psycho Circus uh, um, video game. Um, and yeah, that's basically that. And the production companies are HBO Animation, Image Comics, and McFarlane Films. Ooh, I wonder how many other films they made besides Spawn-related stuff. And a quick, quick question: as a Spawn fanboy, that you've admitted to uh, the universe oh, I'm a here, fanboy. Okay. are you excited for the possible reboot? Um, I didn't know that there was a. Uh, I saw that in the notes. Uh, that you were going to ask me. Oh, you didn't <laughs> know about format, it? I the format, Steve. Oh, no, wow. I didn't know about it. Yeah, Jamie Foxx, um, supposedly. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like Jamie Foxx. I think he's a good actor. And uh, yeah, I, I, th I think he's actually a really good choice. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like stripped down, low budget, like Blumhouse version. <laughs> so, uh, and But you don't really need a big budget for Spawn, per se, because the thing is like, in the comic books, I don't know if you know this or you remember, but Spawn, and I may be misremembering this a little bit, but Spawn doesn't really use his powers that often, right? Because there's like this, there was like this timer thing that would come up in the comics, mm -hmm. and he's got like basically the more he uses his powers, like the closer to death he gets, or something right, like that. Something like that. Um, yeah. So I remember like he would like try to not use his powers, and like I said, I mean, I read Spawn pretty regularly, maybe like the first like twenty, twenty four issues, something like mm -hmm. that. And then after that, I was just kind of like sporadically reading it. So, you know, that may have changed down the line at some point because I don't think like that's that, that's like not a good long term plan. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> if you unless you're planning to have, you know, a series with like a definite beginning and end or something. Um, and that's one of my sort of problems with Spawn. The character is that it seems like or first off, it's not fun to be him because he's freaking homeless. He has all this power and he's homeless. And there's really no way for him to ever, like, I, I mean, what's the end game for Spawn? To, like, go to heaven? <laughs> like, if he doesn't have good things, he gets to go to heaven? Like, well, I mean, no. I mean, the end game for him is he wants to get his life back. He wants to get back with Wanda. Right? Is that even and, possible? Um, I mean, so from what I remember, a lot of Spawn deals with him finding out, like, exactly how he died and if mm -hmm. i remember right like his best friend ended up like betraying him sure that's right here on uh, the pilot and getting him killed mm -hmm. and um uh, you know the, the pilot follows the comic book pretty closely from what i remember mm -hmm. so uh and then there's like other stuff too like there's like other spawns you know there's there's like there's like a, a god spawn too that's like from heaven i can't remember what that one was called um, so there's a bunch, like it goes like in a bunch of different directions, like a medieval spawn. See that um, I liked. I remember I liked medieval spawn quite a bit just cause and, I thought he looked awesome. Yeah. And, and there is like a time when like, now that I'm remembering, like 
I think Spawn does. I mean, technically he's already dead, but right. I think he like dies again at some point and he has to go. He's like in, in like hell, but there's like a jail cell with a bunch of uh, other characters, like comic book characters from other companies. <laughs> and I remember this was like a big controversy thing uh-huh. because so Todd McFarlane, obviously he can't sit there and draw Batman. Right, right. In, in his fun comic book, but like it was like a jail cell, and you'd see like uh, their hands, like of uh, these comic book characters, like oh. sticking out through. So it would be like Batman's like classic, like you know, sure. thin hand, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So it was like I think Aquaman was in there. So there's a bunch of different characters, <laughs> and this was like right after Superman had died, mm-hmm. and he hadn't like come back yet. And there was like the silhouette of a guy in a blue suit. You couldn't, you know, just the shadows covering, like you know the. The S sure. and stuff, but you can see the red cape, and it was just him whispering doomsday. Uh, <laughs> and it's actually, I remember like the book was like super, super cool, but it was like very meta. But uh, yeah, anyways, as far as the end game for, for Spawn, I mean, I, I I don't know like what they ended up uh, doing long term. Right. Uh, I mean, him, it's but, uh, still going today uh, anyway, um, but uh, like they just had a big uh, crowdfunder. I think it's for like Spawn, I don't know, 300 or 400 or something like that. Now there's like a whole bunch of them. There's like a Spawn with a top hat who looks really stupid and a lady Spawn. Uh, and I don't know what the other Spawns are, but uh, apparently it did really well. So I guess the the fan base is still there. Uh, why don't you yeah, take and, his... And by the way, oh, continue. Uh, Stry in the chat, I think Stry may be a bigger Spawn fan than both of us, or at least with a better memory, he said that uh, spawn is hell spawn, which you know they mentioned on the that pilot here. But heaven spawn is called angel spawn, which I do remember now. Mm-hmm. And there's also an anti spawn. And I'm remembering the more we talk about this, that at one point um, spawn or Al Simmons or whatever he gets revived, like as in human form. Okay. Uh, and like God talks to him, and like God, but God is a dog. Uh, <laughs> like God either takes the form of a dog or something like that. Mm-hmm. But and he, but I remember he tells him that. Uh, Wanda like died and Wanda went to hell mm-hmm. and then Al has to go to hell and fight Satan to save his <laughs> wife which I don't know that sounds pretty cool yeah it's but very, I, and, uh... and I think like God and I want to say like God and, and, and the devil are like twins hmm. uh, in the world of Spawn or something like that mm-hmm. but did you want to take us through the cast yeah, 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 absolutely. So, first off, the voice of Spawn, we have the incomparable Keith David, who I love Keith David. Absolutely. He was in uh, the classic uh, Roddy Piper slash John Carpenter film, say They Live. Yeah, he's in They Live in that crazy long-ass fight scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in The Thing, Armageddon. I mean, I mean, this guy is, like, working nonstop. He's got a shit ton of things, like, in pre-production. Uh, he does a lot of voiceover work, but he does a lot of live-action stuff, too. He's a great actor. I didn't know this, but he's like a regular on uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, don't forget uh, the voice of Goliath from Gargoyles. Oh, that's another good one, too. Yeah, I mean, we could sit here like yeah. all day and sure. talk about like... He'll probably you know, outlive his... us all. Yeah, yeah. No, he's awesome, awesome. He's got 349 credits on IMDb, which is insane. <laughs> insane amount of credits. Um, anyways, uh, then we've got Richard <laughs> Dysert mm. as uh, Cogliostro. Mm. Um, he was also in The Thing, which I thought was interesting. Uh, he has not worked since 2002. Maybe he's dead. It's I don't know. possible he's in hell <laughs> with Wanda. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So then as the voice of Wanda, we have Dominique Jennings. Mm-hmm. Um, 
She was in uh, Die Hard and uh, Die Hard 2. And there were a couple other people in Die Hard, but I hate to admit it, but I recognized her from Sunset Beach, uh, which I don't even know like why I knew she was in Sunset Beach, which I think was like a... I don't know if it was a soap opera or not, but I, I just remember it aired like really late where um, where I lived. I think maybe because they had some steamy scenes or something. Um, I that's don't even why know I, what Sunset Beach is. Uh, no, it's not worth it. That's what it <laughs> okay. is. Uh, then we've got uh, Michael uh, Nicolosi um, as the clown, um, which what did you think about his performance as the clown? And did it invoke, did it remind you of anything? Um, I mean, I thought his, uh, I mean, it's his performance and John Leguizamo's are kind of on the same page, I would say, at least in terms of, uh, you know, the voice and everything. And who did it remind? It didn't really remind me of anything, to be honest. At, at first, it reminded me a little bit of the Joker, uh, from Batman, the animated series. But then he like kind of does his own thing. Um, hmm, I but, never uh, got any I, I, Joker vibes. I mean, usually I pick up on you know Joker ripoffs, but yeah, I, I didn't really. Oh no, no, I, I definitely don't think it's a ripoff. But like at first, I I was afraid that that's what it was going to be. Hmm. Uh, but then it quickly turned into its own thing. He, I, I thought like, uh, I mean, Keith David obviously does a stellar job. Right, that guy couldn't do a bad performance <laughs> if he tried. He just uh, he can read the phone book, and I you know probably get paid to do it. <laughs> You know, WWE hires him to do like voiceovers for their documentaries all the time. Oh, nice! And it makes their their very mid tepid documentaries <laughs> seem like so good because it's Keith David right. doing it with every penny. But uh, yeah, I, I thought he like uh, outside of Keith, I thought he had like one of the better performances. Sure. Um, but then we've got uh, Victor Love. Uh, as Terry Fitzgerald, I believe that was Spawn's best friend, if I remember correctly. Um, anyways, uh, I don't want to go through everybody here, but I do want to point out that we've got uh, Ronnie Cox uh, from uh, RoboCop. That's, uh, yes. I think, where a lot of people recognize him from. Uh, he was like the the big CEO or whatever of that company. Mm -hmm. uh, bad guy who's in Total Recall. He's also um, in two episodes, Steve. Of a little show called Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, two of the best episodes. He's Captain Jellico, where who temporarily takes over as captain of the Enterprise for two episodes while Picard is naked and being tortured. <laughs> I bet you uh, you rewind that clip quite a bit over and over. Yes, it's the infamous uh, "There Are Four Lights" episodes. Shall I do it? You, you better do it. He's the only one. Ah! Oh no! We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah! Fantastic. Well done, buddy. The, the only other person I did want to point out uh, in the cast, uh, I mean, th this is like a pretty big cast, uh, but Charles Adler, who's come up on our show before, um, I just want to point him out. Uh, he is the voice of Starscream these days, I think is what he's more known for. He's come up a few times, but he does a bunch of voiceover work. Uh, but yeah, uh, another... Uh, Really good guy uh, in terms of an actor. What he's credited as doing this episode is just additional voices. <laughs> yeah, good for him. That, that must have been a nice little paycheck. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, should we uh, get into it? Um, oh, yes, absolutely. So uh, we open on Todd, Mc Todd McFarlane sits drawing issues of Spawn in the attic of his dungeon or wait why would you have an attic in a dungeon a sex uh, dungeon yeah yeah 
He then gives a Garth Marenghi style monologue, which we already talked about. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the campiest thing about this entire show. Like after that, I mean, it's uh, pretty good. Uh, so roll opening credits over creepy ambient music. Um, the lady, I thought I put her name down. The lady who does the music for this, uh, she originally worked on Batman the Animated Series. So I did a lot of the orchestrations. And it was nice. written that uh, Todd requested that she do organic electronic music <laughs> for the background. Wow, that, that's almost his version of Based on Melodies Whistled by Garth Marenghi. It Marenghi's. is, it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for those that don't know, the, the music in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, like in, one, in the opening credits, it says that it's based on Melodies Whistled by Garth Marenghi. So check it out. On wow, the maybe, 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 the, maybe he did draw inspiration from this. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I think Todd McFarlane only draws inspiration from himself. Come on. So uh, now we see. This. Oh, I mean, Garth Marenghi. Oh, uh, right, right. Of Garth course. Show, maybe they do inspiration <laughs> from, from Todd here. Gotcha, gotcha. So they show the Spawn logo and it's pretty sweet. Uh, and then um, they show, I, I guess, uh, Yehel mentioned the, the Spawn countdown clock. They show that. But of course, I you probably have no idea what it is if you've never read Spawn before. I wasn't quite sure what it was, but now... It makes sense. So and then we get a close up on um, uh, what's his name again? Caglistro, um, the hobo. Mm -hmm. And he's basically just talking about human souls and whatnot. He's the narrator of, um, of Spawn here, uh, the animated series. Then we pan over the bodies of other sleeping uh, hobos. And then we see a man in a trench coat and a fedora. He's smoking a cig and he's got a gun. Then <laughs> he throws out the cigarette and then like classic cliche 90s john woo slow motion fashion like we get three cuts of the cigarette falling to the ground because like everybody did that in the 90s uh like i don't did that feel sort of like cliche or contrived to you when you saw that um i mean i expected it i mean i, I guess at this point it's more nostalgic than right anything. i mean it's not you? terrible i just sort of giggled at it i was like <laughs> yeah so, i see what same. you're doing all right, yeah. so then we see uh, two reporters. They walk the alleyways talking about their source. They come upon the source, and he looks freaked out. They reveal themselves as Dave and Kenny. I shouldn't have even written down their names because they're done away with pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. the source is then shot through the heart by the trench-coated man. Uh, one reporter then takes a shotgun to the head by another shadowy character, um, cut to a shot of Spawn hanging out above them um, by a cross. Um, then the other reporter tries to run, but he's shot in the leg. Trenchcoat guy sticks a gun in the reporter's mouth and asks who else knows about, uh, about whatever. And as you can see, this is definitely a show for kids if you've never seen it before. <laughs> uh, so then another dude shows up and... They cover the, or a bad guy, another bad guy shows up. They uh, cover the reporter in gas. They're about to burn him when Spawn shows up. Oh, thank goodness. He'll save this reporter. He says, <laughs> he says let him go. And then he grabs one of the bad guys. Uh, the bad guy holding the lighter. Because uh, I guess I left out this part. Uh, so they doused him in gasoline and the guy clicks open his Zippo. And there's a nice big flame there. And uh, so Spawn shows up. The bad guy holding the lighter drops it, and once again, in super slow-mo, it falls through the air, but as it hits the ground, it snaps shut. Again, I, I mean, 
these shots are just like i feel like they're just like look at how cool we are <laughs> it's when they do those yeah things. yeah there's definitely a lot of uh look at how good this animation is kind of uh, right right uh, but whatever i mean the animation is like really well sure, done so sure sure so uh, one of the bad guys... It's, it's very cinematic, especially right. for a 90s cartoon. They, and Ty McFarlane wants you to know that it is, even if you're the dumbest like yeah. hick in Hicksville. <laughs> uh, so one of the bad guys uh, shoots at Spawn. Spawn uses his chains to throw the guy into the windshield of a car. Another bad guy tries to shoot Spawn, but he grabs his arm. He breaks the arm, forcing it forcing the guy to aim the gun at his own head like this. And of course, our hero, Spawn, forces him to pull the trigger, thus ending his own life. What a role model. Uh, <laughs> then the report, He's an anti-hero, right? Right, of course. Uh, only in the 90s could something like Spawn like, raise, rise to prominence. Uh, so uh, the reporter, this part was kind of stupid. Stupid. I, not stupid. I shouldn't use that word. Maybe just not really needed, but whatever. It happened. The reporter shoots at Spawn because he's so scared. And Spawn is like, I wouldn't do that. And the um, spark from the gun ignites the gas in his shirt. And then he ends up burning anyway. And as he's yeah. burning, <laughs> Spawn sees a montage of images, including his wife, uh, Violator, a.k.a. the clown guy. And um, and then Spawn gets mad and sort of just yells. So in walks Violator in clown form. Uh, he um, he calls Spawn a hell spawn and says he's a killer. And then Spawn says he can't remember anything. He looks at his reflection in a puddle of gas, and you know he takes off his mask and he sees like you know his hamburger underneath, which is a uh, very reminiscent of Deadpool, I'd say. Um, yeah. Yeah, for those that don't know, um, Spawn, uh, when he was a human, he was burned alive. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was. So oh. his face looks all burned. But I wonder, would he look like that anyways, like just since he was dead and went to hell? Or does he look that way because his body was burned? Good questions. Uh, we'll have to ask one Todd McFarlane next time we see him. Um, so, uh, any comments about, uh, all that stuff that we just, um, uh, no, um, you know, again, it's a good little intro to spawn. Um, the, uh, animation, like we mentioned, it's really good. Um, uh, especially for like, I, I think out of all of the nineties animated stuff that we've watched, this has the highest quality animation. Oh, um, sure. Like the other stuff is, you know, just Saturday morning, you know, I was, uh, one, bit of trivia is that they for the first season they gave him 60 million dollars to make it for the first season and that's 90 wow. 60 million which is like that's crazy <laughs> yeah i know that'd be like a hundred that'd be like giving him a hundred million now or something or 110 million and th th like that's literally the budget for the halo tv show that they just did right uh 100 million so like that's pretty crazy did, but did you um watch that by any chance i actually did i just finished it last week any good <sighs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll continue with spot okay here we go so yeah, it's it's not i i think it, it doesn't follow the story of the of the video game so i think uh, people that like are really really expecting or wanting it to like follow this, the video game are going to be very disappointed they go in some weird directions but mm -hmm. visually it's fucking stunning and there's some episodes that have really some of the best action sequences i've seen like on a tv show ever 
Uh, really cool stuff. All so right. I think it's worth watching for the visuals. All right, we'll see. Speaking just, of, just leave your brain at the door. Leave your <laughs> leave your brain at the door. Man, say. that's like every show now. You always have to leave your brain at the door. So, all right. And it's, it's so weird. People people complain about. Sorry to get sidetracked here. Okay. People complain about like Halo, the TV show being woke or whatever. Which I, I hate when people like call stuff woke. I think it's so stupid. But uh, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> because there's literally like a black character. A, one black oh, there's like two like kind of like prominent uh black characters and like one prominent asian character which is like a pretty crappy character uh, the actress is great but the characters is not well written but guess what baby no one's well written on this show <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad they gave equally bad writing to everyone yeah now that's diversity. exactly uh, yeah. Right. Okay. So, anyways, back back to Spawn. All right. So, uh, a wino offers Spawn help as well as a drink. Then a smart hobo tells Spawn it doesn't matter if he doesn't remember. Um, so, uh, cut to uh, Sam and Twitch from the CSU investigate uh, Spawn's uh, victims from the you know the the scene we just witnessed. Sam asks Twitch to find a connection to all the murders. Then uh, we cut to uh, an outside day in a nice neighborhood, and uh, Spawn stalks his old wife's house, RoboCop style. Uh, he sees that she's married his best friend and has a kid. Uh, Violator then shows up and antagonizes Spawn. Always a good idea <laughs> to make Spawn angry. <laughs> Tells him he's been dead for five years and he went to hell. Cut to a graveyard at night. Spawn, did I mention Spawn? He digs up. Um, he's digging at the gravestone of uh, Al Simmons, and uh, sure enough, he gets all the way down and pops open the old um, the old corpse case inside is Al Simmons' corpse. He the has corpse case yeah. in a coffin. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I call it a corpse case. Uh, where I come from, that's what we call it. Yeah, uh, no, it's good. Rebranding re death. It's good. It's been uh, too long has the funeral industry uh, been sitting on its uh, resting on its laurels. You know, it's time to rebrand, make it sexier. Hey, well, that's what uh, Todd McFarlane did with hell. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he um, flashes well, back. Just to add a little bit of context, uh, the reason why Spawn, for our listeners, the reason why Spawn is digging up his body is because he's still having trouble, like, coming to grips with everything he's seen with Wanda being remarried, he, he's having trouble accepting that he's dead. So he's digging up his own body. He needs to see like that he was really dead and buried. Just like one Alex Murphy. Um, I've got RoboCop <laughs> on the brain. I don't know why. Okay, uh, so yeah, he, he flashes back. As he's looking at his <laughs> rotted corpse, he flashes back about missions that he did. Um, then he rips off his own like corpse's finger and takes the wedding ring off of it. Uh, his corpse then begins to talk to him. Uh, I guess you could assume that he's, um, you know, possibly hallucinating or, you know, the violator or the, the devil himself the devil. is talking through the corpse and tells him uh, that he cut a deal with his soul and it's time to pay the piper. Uh, yeah, now, I assume it's supposed to be the devil talking. To sure, him. sure, sure. I mean, the devil. And, and I do like that because uh, it's I don't know, like I, 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 I feel like um it's very easy to empathize with uh, Spawn, the character, uh, at this point. Oh, and, uh, sure. Yeah, and, and I love how it's the classic, like, oh, the devil made a deal, and he gave you what he said he was going to, but he did it in a fucked up way, which is the deal that he that the devil made was like, yeah, you can see Wanda again, and in exchange you have to be the hell spawn. He's like, well, now you saw her. You saw that she's screwing your best friend and has a kid with him. So 
See, I, I held up my end of the bargain. The big difference between Spawn and Ghost Rider is that at least Ghost Rider got a kick-ass bike out of the deal. And what did Spawn get? He got to be homeless with chains and hobos. <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, it. but Spawn like becomes really powerful later mm-hmm. on, from what I remember. Because uh, I, I was reading a little bit because I was like, I'm, you know, we talked about the countdown, and mm-hmm. I was like, I, I this, I'm sure the countdown goes away at some point or something like that. And what it is is that he ends up figuring out ways to replenish the nectoplasm, which is what the uh-huh. countdown is for. Of course. And at one point, he like gets so much. He, he, like, gets so powerful. He gets so much of this stuff that uh, he becomes more powerful than God and Satan. And he can, and he's able to, like, defy them. And, like, he, like, holds off Armageddon single-handedly and, like, recreates the world himself or something. Wow. Like, yeah. Do you think he was enjoying being Spawn at that point? I would assume. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my theory. My theory is that it's not fun to be Spawn. Now, I might be wrong. I just haven't read enough. But that's well, just how it, I view the character. It's not fun at first, but like he's like a very like driven sure. person. Oh, yeah. I mean, and... it's basically the uh, Count of Monte Cristo because it's like a, it's a big revenge right. story. And uh, yeah. And also, uh, mean... what's that um, thing where they make a deal with the devil? That classic. Um, they made a video game out of it. Oh, well, it's not important. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Spawn, you know, he obviously like wants to at least continue living as Spawn because in the comic book before, like he's able to replenish his nectoplasm, necroplasm, right. excuse me. Um, he, um, you know, once he realizes, oh, my powers are finite uh, and once I use them all up, I'll have to go to hell permanently. He stops using his powers unless he has to. So he obviously like wants to like hang around. Right, right. And that was his excuse for being able to use guns because he can't right. use all the power. Yeah. Great excuse to have guns. I, I like that. So uh, cut to a man at a desk. Uh, obviously, it's a uh, it's a government man because there's an American flag on his desk and everything. And he talks on a phone to a naked fat guy while two girls uh, make out on the couch. Um, the guy's pacing around. He's very angry. Um, he says that he's mad that his uh, men were killed by Spawn, and he thinks it's a government-trained assassin. And uh, the government guy is like, uh, no, no, um, that's uh, not possible. Like, you know, we're working together, blah, blah, blah. So these are obviously bad, bad dudes who are conspiring to do stuff. So uh, we cut to uh, an alleyway. Uh, some cops... They hold up a guy and they say, oh, well, if it isn't our friendly, like, internal affairs officer. And they start beating him down um, because they don't like, you know, internal affairs is always squealing on uh, corrupt cops. And uh, then Spawn shows up. He stops them. uh, And they try to shoot at him, but it doesn't stop Spawn. And then um, they sort of pan over. Violators hanging around in the back. He kills and then kisses a rat. And hmm, and that is the end of the episode. Um, did I miss anything? <laughs> um, it's very no, uh, decompressed. No. It's decompressed storytelling. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, like you said, a lot of it is like flashbacks and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and a lot of it is like Spawn broody, like kind of like it's very atmospheric, mm-hmm. I would say. It, it reminds me a bit of Batman the Animated Series sure. in, in that way. Uh, and I actually, while while watching this, I wonder if, like, you know how Batman the Animated Series, they drew it, like, on black paper? 
to give it like its distinctive look. Actually, this is the first I've ever heard of that, but uh, interesting. Yeah, so I wonder if they did the same thing because everything has like this dark, oh, just kind of it's like, look. I'm pretty sure old Todd was like, eh, I want to make Batman the animated series, but like even darker with with hookers and boobs, and hence yeah. Todd McFarlane's and boobs. Spawn. Well, I said booze, but sure, boobs. Um, but, boobs uh, as well, yeah. Either yeah. way, it's all in there. Yeah, I mean, you wanted to make a, uh animation or animated show for adults, and I'd say uh, mission accomplished. Uh, anything else to add um, about the episode? No, I think you pretty much covered um, everything. This is just an episode more about establishing who Spawn is. It's his yeah. origin story, kind of, but you don't get the full um origin which i like um you know they, they leave a little bit of stuff uh up in the air mm -hmm. uh but yeah um are you ready to render uh a verdict on this one yeah let's uh wait uh whoa 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 slow down and let me run the bumpers oh, oh, i worked me. so hard on <laughs> no, no, I all right since you're the spawn mark you can ask me first all right, Steve. So, what do you think, Steve? Should spawn? Excuse me, Todd McFarlane's spawn. <laughs> oh, good job. Good catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be preserved uh, for eternity or tossed into the bin of a. I, I don't know the whole uh, spiel that you do, but uh, <laughs> should, should, should we keep it? It's uh, it's remember forever, Steve, or toss it in the bin of obscurity to be forgotten for all time. Well, uh, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Spawn the character, I mean this show is uh, awesome, and I always liked it. Uh, I mean, if anything, I think it's like a sort of, a, I don't know, a time capsule where mm. I feel like in um, North America, or at least in the U.S. itself, people were actually taking animation uh, seriously instead of, you know, oh, cartoons are for kids or, oh, cartoons, that means Disney, right? And um, yeah, and it, uh, I mean, the quality is just like, mostly with everything that Todd McFarlane does. It's just quality is off the chain. If I could uh, quote Guy Fieri, wow. <laughs> it took me to Flavortown. It took, wow. And, wow. It, and it barbecued wow. me because <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 the show's great. The way the story unfolds is awesome. Um, I mean, I don't think we'll ever see anything like this on um, TV or streaming. Like any, the closest thing I could say is, um, like, uh, did you ever watch Love, Death, and Robots? That show that came on Netflix. Not yet, and and I know a guy that worked on it. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that was first season's great. Second season in, they just came out with the third one. That's pretty good. But of course, that's an anthology tale, not a serialized tale like uh, Spawn here. But, right. uh, but yeah, so of course, uh, save it. It's a fantastic show. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And in the chat, Stry also said to remember it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if, yeah, we, it, it's, what if we didn't, I wonder what Stry would, would type. He'd, uh, he'd report the stream to YouTube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a great show. Um, it's uh, just I, I, I don't, it really pulls you in. Like I said, it, it's very atmospheric. The the story unfolds in a really like it, it's a, such a quick watch too, man. It's like twenty seven minutes, but it felt like ten minutes. Like right, yeah, it's it good flies pace. by. Mm -hmm. The only thing yeah. they could do without is those stupid intros by Todd McFarlane. <laughs> 
but but even but they have like their own like charm you know and, sure. and they're pretty short it's i mean it was to like make fun of it's like a minute long or right. whatever you it know doesn't ruin the show uh, or anything but I, I remember the first time i i watched this and i was like and he showed up i was like i thought i was watching a cartoon not some idiot draw stuff and talk to the camera you know, I, I wonder if because like you mentioned, animation wasn't taken as something seriously for adults back then. If they were like, "Oh, we need to have like a live action intro," mm. you know, a, a person like to kind of be like, "Hey, this is for adults." You, you know what I mean? Rather than just like have it boom straight off into animation. Was trying so um, hard to be a live action Tales from the Crypt is what uh, was what Stry writes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. It's a, that a little bit of Twilight Zone, and of course. Uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place back from 1982. And in the 90s, I mean, this was a very typical thing for like uh, like horror anthology shows in particular would have like an intro with like a host or something mm -hmm. uh, setting things up for like a minute or two. And then they'd go into like their anthology stories or whatever. So this is also kind of like a I, I feel like very of the time to have like a little intro separate from the main show. But uh, yeah, I say remember it as well. All right. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be forgetting uh, Spawn, the animated series, uh, anytime soon. And I guess uh, not the comics either, because as I said before, they're they're still coming out. And I mean, they look cool. I don't know. There's just I just don't know why, like the Spawn, it's just like too fantastic. It's like it's not enough that you're an assassin. You also <laughs> to be from hell and have all this crazy crap i don't know it's just uh but I, I am i am genuinely surprised that you're not into the comics uh especially if you liked the tv show because i mean this follows at least this first episode i mean it follows the comic book like exactly and mm -hmm. eh, maybe one day i'll give him a shot um i just yeah just spawn i find spawn hard to relate to that's all <laughs> <laughs> oh wait but, but you can relate to like uh, dr strange somehow well like yeah I, I mean i feel maybe if i study magic hard enough then i can uh, <laughs> become the sorcerer supreme if i go Spoiler to spoiler alerts if i go to tibet and meet the right monk he'll teach me the right magic and then i'll be the sorcerer oh, okay. supreme well steve okay if you like al simmons kill enough people <laughs> you can go to hell <laughs> hell you and i know that hell isn't real but we also know magic isn't real so. <laughs> <laughs> isn't science magic all right i think that's pretty much our show but uh all right <laughs> ladies and gentlemen uh or shall i say stry uh, thanks for hanging around and uh and listening and make sure you uh look us up on uh TikTok. And uh, anything else to ha uh, add before we sign off here, nope. Yael? Uh, if you look, if you look for us on TikTok, it's at Reptilian Media, mm -hmm. but the name on the account is Stephen Finite. Mm -hmm. uh, but so don't be confused. But you'll see a little uh, logo from our YouTube channel as the picture there. And uh, no, if you do want to watch Spawn, the entire series is available on HBO Max. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, we'll see you. <laughs> We'll see you next time. All right, the next two Sundays are all going to be pre-tapes. Uh, Stry, so tell all your friends who... <laughs>
show up in the live chat that there won't be another live chat until probably next month. So uh, uh, we'll see you next time on Obscurity Now. Bye, everyone. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.